We're back again with another exciting episode of the Tied Together podcast brought to you by Cohesis. My name's Kostov Bhattacharya and I'm Cohesis's Chief Technology Officer. Now before I dive into this episode, I just wanted to ask a real big favour from our listeners. If you love this podcast and you love the subjects and the topics that we talk about in every episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could share the link to this podcast with your friends or favorite the podcast in whatever software that you're using to listen to this podcast with. A little bit of help from you all will go a really long way and we really do appreciate it. So thank you. In this episode, I'm speaking with Raj Krishnamurti, CEO and founder of Workspace Fabric. Raj's company has created a building intelligence platform called Freespace that uses smart sensors and data science to enable efficient usage of building spaces. He explains to us what building intelligence is, talks about why he started the business and unpacks the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on how people use buildings. So Raj, hello. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Give us some background on how you started in the industry of buildings intelligence. Thanks. Thanks for having me over, Costa. really appreciate being here. Uh, yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, my background is in technology. I started my career in uh, California in, the, in Silicon Valley quite some time ago. I won't say when because that will be revealing my, how old I am. <laughs> but let's say a good, good uh, uh, 10-year run with a large uh, semiconductor manufacturer called Applied Materials in uh, Silicon Valley, then in, uh, uh, in Singapore, Israel, and here in the UK. And then uh, over the course of the years, I've been moving into, um, into, uh, into services. And the last role that I had before I started my current uh, business was in a large facilities management, uh, building management company, basically. And so it really was a culmination of those two, the beginning of my career to the last career uh, role that I had that really brought me to where I was because I saw an opportunity where there was a gap in, in uh, using technology for aiding intelligence of buildings. And that's where, that's where we are today. Uh, that's, that's the short story. <laughs> Awesome. So for the listeners who may have heard about buildings intelligence, but don't, doesn't really know what it actually is, can you define for us what buildings intelligence means from your perspective? Yeah. So, so what has been happening over the years, Sakastav, as you know, is that uh, the uh, world of the connected objects have dramatically gone up. More and more objects are being connected to the internet and as a result getting connected to each other. And that meant that everything that you can think of in terms of, uh, you know, yourself for that matter, in terms of uh, digital smart watches that you use to monitor yourself, to, you know, monitoring how your car is performing, uh, to monitoring how things are performing at your home. That has, if you just take an extension of that into how buildings perform and how buildings can be connected, if you may, to other things makes it uh, makes an opportunity to get buildings to do more things than they were doing other than just providing you shelter and a nice environment to actually do it a bit more intelligently and that's where buildings intelligence comes into play so what what can you do to make um, a place that houses you uh, behave more intelligently than otherwise and that's 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 the science of building intelligence in, in, in short 
Right. So a couple of years ago, you embarked on setting up your own building intelligence company called Place well, Fabric, Place Fabric, correct? Yeah. And, the yeah, yes. and the product is called Free Space. Free Space, absolutely, yes. Um, so tell us a bit about how that company started and uh, the journey that you've taken over the last few years with your company. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, the, you're right. The company name was Workplace Fabric and it was a mouthful. So free space is much easier. <laughs> so as simple as that. So we are free space. We started five years ago now. It was uh, December of 2015 when when the whole thing kicked off, and um, and the whole the whole thing came about, which like I said, which is an opportunity that I saw in 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 the space where uh, we did not have technology that was helping how space gets consumed, and that's simple as that, really, because you can have objects that are intelligent. But at the end of the day, what matters is occupancy. You know, you want to make it intelligent for the people that are occupying that space. And per se, if you can get things to match occupancy better, you can immediately have a substantially more intelligent um, kind of space. So if the space can become uh, knowledgeable about whether somebody's occupying it or not, it can become smarter, as simple as that. So we built sensors which essentially responds to human occupancy in spaces and that data about occupancy it doesn't matter who is occupying it. It doesn't matter whether Kaustav is in a room or I am in a room. It matters if I am a person who's got similar needs like Kaustav. I need a cold room, for example. Some people like cold rooms. And in that case, the temperature has to be of a certain amount. So if the system knows that somebody is occupying it and they like it this way and it can respond, then that, that makes it intelligent. And that's the kind of sensors that we we have uh, deployed and, and, and that's where free space comes into play. It essentially makes the space intelligent and it does it without having to get your identity, for example. It's, it's completely anonymous. So it, it doesn't have your personal identity in order to make you feel good about using a space. The fact that you're there, it knows what your needs are and it will respond contextually to, to satisfy your requirements. Now, of course, during the recording of this show, we're right in the midst of a global pandemic, the mm -hmm. COVID-19 uh, infection spreading around the world. Um, I guess, to a certain extent, uh, we were talking about this just before we started recording the show, that you and your business has now been back in your office work environment for a couple of weeks. Others are working remotely or some kind of mixture in between of a few days in the office, a few days working from home, etc. Yeah. Before the pandemic set in, what was really resonating with your business in terms of the data you were collecting and the service that you were providing to your customers? And how has that dynamic shifted now that the COVID pandemic is here? Yeah. So, so we, we were um, obviously, like other businesses, uh, on a trajectory of uh, solving whatever challenges the businesses were solving in a certain way. We were, we were looking at uh, offices, offices were meant to do a certain thing. And we were, even before COVID, we are saying, we were, we were finding out with our technology that buildings and offices are not being used efficiently. So it, it, it was, you know, investments that these companies, these large businesses are making in central business districts, cities predominantly of significant high real estate costs buildings which often don't get used very efficiently. So for example, people, you know, even if you have a workforce of 200 that is occupying a space, you will always have some people that are unwell, not working from the office, some people on holiday, not working from the office. 
and the fact that people were moving towards flexible way of working anyway some people working from home so businesses were looking at wanting to understand how their space was being used with a view of doing two things one is making it more fit for purpose that make get it right sized so that the right amount of space is available for the people that actually are using the office and to make the space more useful for the people so that when the space is available tell people that it's available so that they can go and use it so we were essentially providing these two roles with our sensors our sensors are intelligent uh, devices that tells people if a space is empty tells them shows them that the space is empty so that they can use it by the virtue of that it also tracks how space is being used so it's able to tell the businesses that the space is being used efficiently or not so that is the solution the problem that we were solving and our clients were saving many millions of dollars in rationalizing their real estate as a, as a result of that pre covid obviously your next question is going to be post covid as you can see the extensions immediately because the world of workplace has changed dramatically uh, you know as we speak um, so but yeah pre covid that was the situation that we were already bringing clients information about their space how it was being used and information to people using the space as to which space is available and which is not as dynamically as it gets used basically so so give us a tangible example what what's a typical scenario if you were to sort of role play it in real time with me right mm-hmm. now imagine i'm a worker working in a multi story um you know a 12 story building with mm-hmm. 500 people in it and i just walk into the foyer in the morning take me yeah. take it from there yeah. take it from there indeed so i'll tell you a couple of scenarios one is when you walk in immediately that is becomes more evident after i describe the second scenario to you which is probably more tangible the second scenario is this you are halfway through your work day and you need to meet up with two other friends of yours and find a space and have a chat right you typical businesses would say oh you need to book a room if you want to have a room you go to your booking system what do you find all the four person rooms are taken the only room that you have is probably a two person room which is not suitable and nothing else is available right now and you then go around looking for a space right you start walking with this two friends you're chatting and you say let's look around here maybe we'll find a space here and guess what every room says it's booked but nobody is using it or many of the rooms are nobody is using it and this was the scenario being played out at pretty much every client of ours right so what we did was that we turned it on its head there is no more bookings for any room that is less than six people don't need to book the sensors will detect when somebody walks into a room as soon as they walk into the room the room will be deemed as occupied but when they walk out it will release the room so when you don't have to book the room and there is automatic behavior where the room knows or now whether you're occupying it or not you suddenly find that there anywhere between 30 to 40% of the space is released because people have this tendency of booking the rooms and not canceling it so then what happens is when you are finding these situations where you can have a wonderful discussion because the three of you have just discovered each other in the same place at the same time and you always wanted to talk with each other you immediately find that you find a space nearby which tells you where the availability is and you walk in and you can start using using that space so that's a typical typical example of a client now how does that translate to when you're walking in scenario 1 is that you make the entire space flexible you can tell people where available space is as you walking in so when you walk into your foyer yes you are normally in the marketing department but today you want to work with the finance department because you want to talk to somebody out there and you it's okay you can work for there for 4 hours and then go home right so you look at the as you walk into the foyer you look at the floor plan which is displayed in our signage screens as you enter 
you see that the finance department you know that they are in the sixth floor but it tells you which part of the sixth floor the finance department sits and it also tells you that there are six spaces that are free so you simply go to the finance department you start using that space and when your colleague walks in you have a chat with them for another you know hour or so you go back to your space you use that for a couple of hours then you go home and during this time the way you know it is free is because there are sensors detecting that you nobody is there when you go there and sit down it says somebody is there so it doesn't it tells others that somebody is using the space so only five spaces are free now in finance and then when you go back that space is released again after some time it, it that's all programmed in but the beauty is the fm manager or the facilities management team or the real estate person is now able to say that hey listen on average i can see that there are four or five spaces free in the finance department every day can we optimize that can can we save a couple of spaces so that there will still be two or three spaces free but you won't have five or six spaces free every day even though cost service going occasionally popping in and that is the flexibility that these sensing solutions give you so there so are can, two examples you can there. you can build up that that sort of trend that image of what's going on on a day to day week to week month to month basis exactly exactly and as the organization changes you can see the demand creeping up or going down spaces gets occupied or released and then the capacity can be adjusted over time and in today's world where you know where you need more flexibility in the new way of working that's going to be critical absolutely and much of what you're creating with free space is data right data 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 it's everywhere absolutely. and yep. uh, i guess uh, there is not only your own sensors that your company has produced to detect certain usage patterns but there's a myriad of legacy data systems mm. data silos out there you may have the hvac system in the building with its own sensors and data you'll have lifts Indeed. going up and down with its own control mechanisms fire control systems and numerous other sources of data today I guess you are producing data from your own sensors that you've manufactured for your business. How do you see the future of free space panning out as you start to integrate and bring together other legacy data sources into the data set that you create and own through your own sensor systems? Indeed, yeah, no, absolutely right. There are so many data sets out there, and there are so many systems that are in place that are well embedded and well established. So we are not going to try to reinvent any of those, obviously. but the there are a couple of things that we are doing one is uh, in terms of legacy kind of uh, infrastructure what we are doing is we are um, we 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 know where we add value we add value in measurement of occupancy in the most um, in the most detailed level that you can so what we are doing is we are opening up that information as a open api for third parties that is very clear we are very clear as what we do best we are not trying to replicate what others do best so we open up the api the endpoints have been published and now we are actually refining it where several types of apis are available so we call it for example the state api which is currently tell me what the occupancy is so that's the state as we speak as you know it's just a snapshot in time then another one is what we call the uh, analytics api give me the analytics of occupancy for today right the third one is a building management system api i want to know when i should turn on the air conditioner that's a this is a different api so we are now taking it to the next level where different types of apis can serve different kind of functions and the other thing that we are doing is we are working on areas which is not clearly defined so for example uh pulling together a a learning system that is able to define what constitutes a healthy space right what is a healthy space so you need 
um, a good, the right temperature humidity levels. Humidity is very important, by the way, with the post-COVID world. Carbon dioxide or oxygen levels, light, noise. So we are now creating black boxes that can measure all of these items and occupancy of a space and then throwing in learning that the system can learn, okay, this is an unhealthy space. Why? Because for some reason, I'm detecting a high concentration of volatile organic compounds in the space. Why? Because the meeting ended three hours ago. Nobody is in the meeting for the last three hours. Why? Because there was catering done in that room. Why? Because the food has been <laughs> sitting there, getting cooked by the sun coming through the windows because we can measure the light levels. And it is causing a lot of smell coming from that food. So the volatile organic sensors pick up. Now we know what an unhealthy space is. Boom, trigger to the cleaning team to go and get that resolved. So, so essentially trying to characterize a space to the levels and these kind of things hasn't been done in the past. So we are able to do that with our sensors. So both open APIs for legacy systems, but completely new solutions for ways of looking at a space which has not been thought of. It's really interesting hearing you take us through that journey of, I, I guess, essentially you, you created a product to start off with. That's the basis of your company, the sensors and the services that you provide around that product. But now you're essentially becoming a data business because it's the value of that data that your sensors are collecting that are enabling you to open up these APIs to third parties who may want to integrate into your APIs. Uh, can you give us an example, one or two examples of how third parties might may be able to utilize and harness mm -hmm. your API endpoints? Yeah. So uh, one example is uh, with a company that I can't name names here, but I, one company that is doing um, um, digital twins, right? So digital twins is a very known, con well, well known concept. You essentially create a twin of a building um, digitally so that essentially the digital twin behaves exactly like the building does. So if it's hot outside, the building might take more energy to cool it your digital twin is going to do exactly that. So it will also tell. What the idea is that the digital twin then starts predicting how your building is supposed to behave. And so if it doesn't behave like that, then the digital twin is, 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 is correct and the building is wrong. Something is wrong with the building. So that, those, this company does digital twins. So what we are doing is we are adding using APIs, we are adding the occupancy of the building into the digital twin, which didn't exist before. So how many people are at what level, in which floor, in which spaces? So that is a good example of using our API to enhance the power of a digital twin to, to predict the behavior more accurately. Uh, another good example of using our APIs is simply using the uh, solution to give you, um, you know, from, for businesses, take the occupancy API and look at your uh, HR system, right? So we, we are capturing anonymous data, but you as a business have your HR system where you have the names of the people. So you take the occupancy by department, you take your HR system uh, by department, and you start seeing what's called sharing ratios, which department needs how much space in order to get their best work done. And that is a good example of, of mashing up two data sources. And we've got a couple of businesses doing just that basically. So two completely different applications, but you know, usage of um, occupancy information through the APIs to give you two completely different results. So today you're mostly operating within enclosed spaces, indoor spaces within mm. buildings. When you expand out to the notion of a campus, a much mm -hmm. wider setting, both indoor and outdoor, how do you see systems such as yours 
evolving to be able to take into account these different environments. Yeah. So uh, a campus uh, environment is actually an interesting, and we have we have kind of gone through the evolution of of our product as well. Uh, sensing enclosed spaces was core where we started off with. When you look at how that plays into a larger ecosystem like a smart city or a smart campus, you need to change the perspective to looking at it from the user level because you're talking such a wide area that you cannot have the same thing that is doing a unit kind of uh, measurement to to expand that. So, but when you take it from the user level, the perspective changes dramatically, and that's where the opportunity is to come up with an app. So that's exactly what we have done. We have a free space app. Now, interestingly, the app was um, we were working on the app, but then COVID happened. So we pivoted immediately as soon as COVID happened, and we because we had never launched the app before, we essentially have launched an app which was suitable for post COVID return to workplace, and that's where we have started the smart campus integration as well. Because now, as as you come into the workplace, you have a choice to work from different locations. You have a choice in how you want to come to the workplace, public transport, or you know, by your bike, or they bring your car in. You have a choice potentially on which days you want to come in, and you have an opportunity to plan that with your colleagues coming into work as well, and your opportunity to work from different settings at different times. So you have all these variables. So what we have done is we have built the app where essentially we have simplified the whole problem statement, saying that. You have the choice of going to any of these places. Where do you want to go? You have the choice of coming into work on any of these days. Which days do you want to come in? On the days you're coming in, who else is coming in? Is my colleague coming in? If they're not coming in, I don't want to come in. You know, I want to be. I want to come and speak to Costa. If he's coming in, then I'll come in. But have the app do that for you, so that you can plan your day into work. And that's where the campus engagement comes in. What else is going on? Is there a yoga class going on in campus on that day? Because that's interesting for me. I want to catch that as well in the evening. So that's where the campus uh, integration comes in, and the app then becomes the center point for users. And that's what you know we are able to do now because the building, like you rightly said, is a closed space, and many closed spaces make together a larger space basically. But you need to start thinking of it from a user's perspective, which is where the app comes in. Looking forward into the future. Give it another twelve to eighteen months, or even further afield. What do you think the future of buildings intelligence holds for us all? I think the future is um, immensely positive from my perspective. I think there's a lot of negativism. Obviously, there's a lot of speculation about saying the office is dead, and you know you're going to all work from home. <laughs> we are all social animals. You know, we all want to. We crave to be speaking to each other. You know, almost seeing each other. Even if you don't speak to each other, they want to sit close by, you know, and, and and just enjoy the presence of people. And so we are going to be, you know, migrating towards some equilibrium, which is in between what used to be and what 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 you know um, what people are talking about. So that will be where we would have an option to work from different environments. We will have a lot of choice, and we'll decide based on what is most important for us. And I believe the buildings, the offices, will play a huge part in that because now it's not about housing people; it's about getting the best out of people, and environments, uh, experiences, uh, and and expectations need to satisfy what you want out of the whole thing, which is to get the best out of people, and 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 that's what it'll all 
boil down to how can you design the so design community will have a huge huge role to play in this thing there's no doubt about this thing but the human factors aspect as well you know what is it that makes you productive trust will have to play a massive part in it you know i don't i don't care where you work from you know i'd love your work just get it done right so so trust is a huge part of it so how you work where you work from how you do it who do you kind of involve that's your magic you know you're the best at that i'm your manager i 100% trust you get it done please and and you know and get more of it done if you can in the process so so so, so the buildings environments will play a massive role i think um, you know uh, i think the community the design and the the technology community will respond to to make that happen no doubt about it there's there is definitely something uh in there when you know people talk about the water cooler moment those yeah. moments of epiphany where you just meet and you exchange ideas for example i cycled into central london for the first time since the lockdown started here in the uk uh just a couple of days ago and the office environment was practically empty there was probably mm. about 10 or 12 people in the building in total it's quite a large space mm. but in that two or three hours that I was in the building i bumped into the founder of a startup uh, <laughs> just at the coffee station and um, we just got chatting because mm. i guess he hadn't seen a a human being in the last yeah. couple of months and nora died and we just said hi to each other exactly, and he started yeah. telling me about his company i started telling him about uh, my company and and the conversation blossomed and you know lo and behold we exchanged business cards and 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 now you know something might result from that in the future yeah. so you're absolutely right we are social creatures we crave that interaction yeah absolutely i think that that and i think spaces the environments will play a big part in that and that was already recognized by people there was some in fact you shared with me remember you shared a, a video with me about uh, a design uh, guru that you followed it was wpp i believe isn't it uh, somebody yes. that done some work for wpp and and fantastic and they talk about how spaces how they thought so deep about spaces and they said okay this is what we want to make sure that the spaces will work for the people to make them the best at what they can be and i think that 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 fundamental requirement hasn't gone away at all it become even more important well raj thank you so much for your time today on the show and i uh, really appreciate you uh, giving us your insights and wisdom in the whole area of building intelligence thank you very much kaushal pleasure being here and like always take care and speak soon yeah